You're listening to episode number 67 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I can't wait to introduce you to my friend, Monique Kessler. Now, Monique and I met a number of years ago through mutual friends and a shared love for photography. Monique is a wife, she's a mom of three, and she has been on a crazy journey of 12 years of chronic illness. Now, something I never knew about Monique is how long she was suffering and silently suffering. She always put on a great face, and every time I saw her, I just thought she was full of energy. But she set out on this journey because she could not find the answers that she was looking for from these traditional doctors. And so I can't wait to share her story with you today. After Monique healed her body naturally, she is now free from the several diseases and lengthy list of full body debilitating symptoms that she once suffered with daily. Now her experience with this chronic illness and healing lit a fire within her to help others overcome and heal as well by addressing their unique root cause of illness. She is now a wellness coach specializing in healing chronic and mystery illness. Using her personal experience plus education in psychology, holistic wellness, nutrition, nervous system regulation, and energy medicine, she is now helping clients around the world heal naturally and get their life back. You guys, I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. So if you're ready, let's jump right in. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to maximize your productivity and find peace in motherhood and business. That way you can have time for the things that really matter, like binging your favorite show and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey, Monique, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today and cannot wait to talk to you about taking self-care into our own hands and what to do when traditional doctors just don't have all the answers. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to everyone and let the listeners know who you are, who you live with, and what you do. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, Hi, I'm Monique. I am a wife, a mommy to three little ones, and I experienced 12 years of debilitating chronic illness, and I healed my body naturally. And now I am a wellness coach, and I specialize in healing chronic illness and trusting your body again. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. (laughs) Now, I know you have such an incredible story to share, so I would love for you to just give us some backstory about your life and kind of what happened and the major turning point in your health when you realized things were not right. Yes. So when I was a child, I actually was extremely healthy. 
so much so that I didn't even have a family doctor. <laughs> uh, my sisters went to the doctor, you know, for different things, bronchitis or whatever. I was just so healthy. Even when my family would get sick, I really wouldn't get sick. So I was extremely healthy as a child. And then around 16 years old, I had severe OCD. I had irrational fears that would just overcome me. I wouldn't want to leave the house. And I didn't know at that time, but that's when the heavy metals, the nervous system dysregulation was coming in. I had a lot of anxiety. So that happened around 16 years old. That naturally went away. Um, It was definitely hard work and I worked with a therapist. I, I didn't take anything at that time. I was able to work with a therapist one-on-one, overcoming my irrational fears and all of that. So thankfully, that kind of calmed down on its own. And then everything was great until I was about 21 years old. And it was what I call the perfect storm, which it was just a mix of I was drinking a lot at the time. You know, I was partying. I was staying up late. I had the stress of school. I was in a toxic relationship and I was in a car accident that was just kind of the final blow to my nervous system. So all of those different factors led to massive dysregulation and I was highly toxic and all of the past pathogens that I wasn't aware that were there kind of had an opportunity to pounce. So I became housebound ill with debilitating symptoms. I was just on the couch all the time. Um, I, I had, you know, vomiting, GI symptoms. I was dizzy. Uh, it was really bad at night. I couldn't, basically couldn't go anywhere. And that happened for that. I was housebound for about three years. We went to every single specialist you could imagine. My parents were so supportive in trying to find the answers. And it was so, so difficult to, you know, for so we just, we just trust that, you know, it's okay if we get sick, we go to the doctor, they tell us what to do. We take the medication. We we're better. You just trust that you have that safety net. So when you experience chronic illness, debilitating symptoms, and you're stuck on your couch and you're watching the world continue to go on, the life, life just continues to go on around you. And you go to all of the top specialists at all of the top hospitals, and they tell you that everything's fine. It's terrifying and it's traumatizing. So that went on for three years. I didn't have answers. I was so skinny that my, I had bruising on my spine because my spine was just you know, I I had no, no, no meat on my bones, but I finally found a naturopath and she addressed candida, uh, and her protocol little did she know at the time was really, really focusing on the pathogens in my gut. And she helped to balance my gut and she helped to calm down inflammation. So that helped me tremendously. And I still felt chronically ill but it was to the point where my friends and family wouldn't know it. And I met my husband around that time after I was coming out of that housebound debilitating illness. And he was thankfully able to witness some of my chronic illness so that he was able to make the choice of if he wanted a life with me, if he, if he wanted to take that on, 
uh, which ended up being just so incredibly beautiful because that obviously bonded us on a, a totally different layer and foundation to to build our marriage off of. So he's always been an incredible support. I felt really good. I, I was starting to uh, not have so many days where I was fighting the nausea and where I wasn't fighting the ability to just live life. And so we wanted to start a family and we tried to get pregnant and it just wasn't working out. That happened, you know, we tried for about two years and then I saw a fertility specialist and they, they told me I couldn't ovulate on my own. So we went through fertility treatment and after a year of that, we were blessed with our first baby girl and everything was great. And it was this euphoric high of, I can have a child. You know, I I had a child and I'm feeling great and all of that stuff's behind me. And then about six months after I had my first baby, I started to get really fatigued and, you know, my hair was falling out, which that's common. And, uh, you know, I went to the doctor, am I having, do I have enough, um, am I getting enough vitamins and minerals? Am I deficient in anything? Like, is there anything going on? No, 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 no. This is normal. This is normal. Well, the brain fog started turning into nervous system symptoms. And I started having foot dropping where I would just be walking and my foot would drag along the floor. I would have moments where I would lose feeling in my legs and I would fall to the floor. So our adventure in finding answers continued and we did find some amazing specialists. They diagnosed me with lupus, which is what my grandmother had. And so obviously that triggered me because she after nine long years of fighting, she did pass from complications. So obviously that sent you know, all the triggers firing off inside of me of here we go. You know, this is just, this is just how it's going to go for me too. Um, I was also diagnosed with MS. I had several, I think over 10 spots on my brain scan, which was explaining all of the nervous system symptoms. At this time, I was still a photographer, full-time photographer. That's when we met. I mean, we were taking, um, we were capturing weddings. We were taking pictures. We were doing all of that. And I was just keeping it all inside. I was, while this was all going on, I was trying so hard to fight for my life, to fight for normalcy. And it was a inside struggle. And I so wish that I had reached out to people around me you know, because in our community of mothers and, and women, we we are going through a lot of the same similar things, but we don't realize that we're not alone. So we keep it to ourselves. And I, I so wish that I would have reached out, but I didn't. And it continued and they put me on all kinds of medications to keep it at bay. And so we decided to have another baby, <laughs> which was... <laughs> the thing you do when you're battling chronic illness, right? So (laughs) we thought, you know, our oldest needs a a brother or sister. So we went back to the fertility specialist and we got pregnant um, through their support. And through that pregnancy, I felt horrible. And I, a lot of my symptoms were similar to normal pregnancy symptoms. I was nauseous all the time and I was tired and all of those type of things, symptoms of anemia. And so my doctor, I kept asking, is this normal? Is this normal? 
it's fine, it's fine, it's normal. So I just hushed that voice inside of me and I pushed through, but I struggled to stand and I felt like I was constantly gasping for air and I couldn't breathe. And it's it's those common symptoms that you experience in the third trimester. I felt them times 10 throughout the whole pregnancy. And so I had my baby and right after I had her, I felt horrible. I I have never felt that bad in my life. I felt like I was going to die. I couldn't catch my breath. I had such high anxiety. I felt that something is going to happen. Feeling, um, I couldn't really stand up. I was really off balance. I told the nurses. They said everything looked okay. That, you know, sweetie, you just had a baby. That's a lot. That's a lot on your body. And so I trusted that and I just pushed through and I gave myself grace and I tried to love on myself as much as I could. And then it just continued. I I continued to feel horrible after we got home. I couldn't hold my baby. I would faint or black out if I stood for longer than five minutes. I had dizziness. I just felt like I was walking through quicksand. It just, it wasn't okay. And as I had been the entire journey, I kept checking with my doctors as, you know, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this, this doesn't feel right. Everything's fine. Your vitals look great. All of that. And, um, it just, it just didn't feel right. I felt horrible and I knew that something was wrong. Oh my gosh, Monique. I this I'm hearing this story for the first time. Like <laughs> I know bits and pieces of it, but like I didn't know it started so far back. And like, yeah, when we met shooting weddings and I would second shoot with you all the time, like you put on such a happy face. Like <laughs> yeah. you were always on and I like never knew that you were struggling with all of this. And so hearing your story like you are so strong and positive through all of this. And I'm sure like looking back now, you're like, okay, there had to be like a turning point, right? Where you're like, okay, so you have your second baby. You can't even stand up anymore. You're like, something is wrong. Like, tell us more about these events that pushed you over the edge and that like made you want to take matters into your own hand. And What did that look like? What did the journey look like for you trying to find out more answers? Right. So I went, I took matters into my own hands and I just felt like something's not right. I, you know, it's, it's such a gift that we have so many doctors available to us and that we can research and find different options and opinions. So I did, I, I, I researched so much. And and we found an amazing doctor at Mayo Clinic and they did some tests and they found that I had POTS. Um, And that is why I couldn't stand for longer than five minutes. And actually I have quite a few clients who have POTS syndrome or have healed from POTS syndrome. And it came on after pregnancy because it's very much so tied in with the adrenals. And if your adrenals are taxed, it's going to it's kind of like adrenal fatigue, but times 10, you, it will exasperate all of the symptoms and it can develop into POTS syndrome. So I received the diagnosis of POTS. And at this point I had MS diagnosis, lupus, chronic fatigue syndrome, adrenal fatigue, uh, 
gosh, what else? Gastroparesis, add pots to the list, you know? And I thought, oh my goodness, what is my body doing? I felt anger, so much anger toward my body. Why can't you just be normal? You know, I'm a mama. I'm a wife. I want to live my life. I'm so young. I, I just kept seeing pictures, like photos in my mind of my grandmother and I didn't want that for me. And you know, it spiritually, I felt her pushing me. Do not settle. Do not settle. This is not how it's supposed to be. So when I received that diagnosis that POTS is something that people can just live with forever, it's, it's sometimes it's not something you can heal from and lupus isn't really something you can heal from and, you know, autoimmune disease, your body's attacking itself. I thought, okay, do, is this the end? Is this, is this how it is? You know, is it hereditary, the, the lupus diagnosis? Is this just how it's supposed to be? And anytime it it would just kind of di- – I was trying to digest it. Am I in, in denial? Like, okay, you know, I have this. Let's make the most of it. Everything in my body said, no, 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 no. This is not forever. There are answers. You just need to find them. So a fire was lit in my soul and I made – researching my full-time job. And if I wasn't, you know, making the most of each moment with my husband and my kids, I was researching and I was trying everything. I tried every diet. I've tried every, you know, meditation. I, I tried everything. And I finally stumbled across the medical medium information, which, uh, this was back in 2016. So, Thankfully, I'm so grateful that so many more people know of his information, but what really, really attracted me to his information was the fact that he believed so much in our body and that it can heal. You know, when we get a scratch, we don't doubt that it's going to heal. We just know it's going to heal. So why do we doubt our body's ability to heal from, from other things? So I dove complete, like all in into medical medium information, I thought, you know, what do I have to lose? I have nothing to lose. I, I'm at the end of my ropes. Why not? Hey, so, Monique, before we keep going, yeah. I think it's so important that people know what happened to your business at this yeah. time, because <laughs> all of the mamas listening right now have their own business. And I'm sure yeah. they're wondering like, well, what happened to your business? Like what, yeah. what did you do in the meantime before you continue? Cause I think it's really important. Yes. So if you remember, I switched to having associates. Yep. This was such a needed but extremely uncomfortable lesson to be learned because all of my life I was such a people pleaser. It was so important for me to make sure everybody else was happy. And that that was my, you know, the trauma speaking. I, I needed everybody else to be happy for me to feel safe. Well, when you can't stand up for longer than five minutes, you cannot photograph a wedding. You cannot pretend. So all of those years of pretending I was okay, I couldn't pretend anymore. And I was, you know, I didn't have weddings to photograph when I was, I took a little bit of maternity leave, but three months after I had my second baby, I had a wedding and I tried all these things. I I was on a, a timeline. I need to get better 
in three months. Mm-hmm. And so I tried so hard, but as it crept closer, we were two months away from the next wedding. And I thought, this is not fair. I have to tell my clients. I need to give them an opportunity to find somebody else. So I was literally shaking, writing these emails, crying, writing these emails to these couples. And at the time, you know, we have second shooters. We have second photographers that we know and love and and they're reliable and we work with them all the time. So I had second photographers that pretty much photographed the same as I did, and I would just continue to edit. So I knew that I did have a safety net there. So I turned to my second photographers and I said, okay, this is what's going on. I'm not okay. I need your help. Are you okay with leading? Of course, they were nervous, but they said, let's do it. Let's go. So I, I offered to all of my couples I let them know I was completely transparent. Look, this is going on. I did have symptoms during pregnancy, but I was told it was normal. This is not okay. This is what I was diagnosed with. Uh, But I care about you and I love you guys and I'm going to take care of you. Here are a list of a dozen photographers. And the photography community was so incredible. I reached out to everybody and I told them what was going on. And so many, you know, came forward and said, I have that date available. I've got you. I'll just match what you offered them. I'll, you know, I'll just match the the package that you offered them. I will just show up and I'll be the lead photographer. There were even some that offered, I will photograph it for you. You can still edit. I had just such a community, amazing community around me. So I offered all of my couples other photographers as well as one of two of my associate photographers. And I told them if I feel okay that day, if, if everything goes okay, if I, if I heal, I will show up, but I cannot guarantee that. So that was extremely uncomfortable, but it was so needed. And in, you know, the grand scheme of things, now that I look back, it, it was just an amazing transition that I would have never made for myself, but moving into the associate, um, let's see, like the associate process of photographing mm-hmm. weddings versus me being the lead was everything that I needed to be able to be there for my kids and to be there more for my husband and to not feel completely wrapped up in photography. So, Well, and it gave you this opportunity to focus on what mattered most, yes. which was healing. Right. Right. So I did. it did give me so much grace and I was able to feel like Monique through serving my clients. A lot of my clients stayed with my associates and they wanted me to edit and they were just so loving and supportive. And it it happened to work out incredibly well. So I'm so grateful for that. And I so I was still able to tap into something that I loved, but I could also devote time to finding the answers. So when I found medical medium, the key tips that helped me the most and for a lot of my clients i found that the key um i guess the key tools that you should incorporate is really reducing the fats um and this will allow your liver to detox and to clear out the pathogens and to continue to work hard for you so lowering the fat i do no fat in the morning just to give my liver a break because it works so hard for you throughout the night. And then if you wake up and you eat all these, you know, bacon, eggs, like, you know, whatever you want to eat, if you, if it's high fat, it's kind of like your liver is like, wow, I just worked 
13 hours in the hot sun and now I have to go back to work. So instead, when I nourish my body with healing fruits and smoothies and greens and um, healing foods, it gives my liver a break and it further assists my body in detoxing. So that was number one. And then I also eliminated inflammatory foods to kind of give my body a break to not have to focus on fighting all of those inflammatory foods, but instead to focus on healing what what was already going on. And then three was flooding my body with healing nutrition. So lots of fruits, vegetables. um, I took out the processed food. So that was, that healed me about 80%. And snacking was a big thing too. When your adrenals are really taxed, snacking is essential. It was so it's so critical that you snack throughout the day grazing to just keep your blood sugar stabilized so that it doesn't dip down. Because when you go into starvation mode, if your body thinks that you're starving, it can trigger off the fight or flight. Oh no, she's starving. We need to help her. And it will release that adrenaline. Well, the adrenaline will then tax your liver. And so it's just this cycle. So with POTS, healing the adrenals was so important. So snacking was another huge tool in my toolbox. So that healed me about 80%. I was feeling amazing. I was able to stand for maybe 30 minutes to sometimes to an hour, but there was still that lingering 20%. And I was like, I've come this far. I need to go all the way. Like I need to find the other piece so then I really dove into learning a lot more about nervous system nervous system regulation and stopping that fight or flight because you know so many people we we don't think about the nervous system piece but as mamas and entrepreneurs we're just go 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 mommy I need a snack okay I need this juice I need this snack hey babe how was your day it was great Oh, do you not want to talk? No, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> I need mm-hmm. to do the chores. I need to, what about somebody emailed me? I need email. It's just go, 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 go. And it's that constant fight or flight. And a few energy healers and um, energy workers have told me that one single adrenaline rush is the equivalent to an alcoholic beverage. So if you are constantly in fight or flight, if you're constantly pouring out this excessive adrenaline that's corrosive to your body, it's an equivalent to being an alcoholic. That's what it does to your liver. So, wow. Yeah. So, I, that was my missing piece was turning off that fight or flight and finding balance and finding, remembering who I was, finding time for me and remembering, like, hold up. I know being a wife and a mommy and a business owner is important, but what about me? Do I, do I need to take a break? Do I need to do all these things? So, that was so important for me and to also address the trauma, even the trauma from chronic illness. Uh, I had to forgive my body and to truly understand that it it never stopped working hard for me. It never stopped working hard for me, even though I was dealing with a lot and my body was showing tons of symptoms instead of it attacking me. Like we were told so many times with autoimmune disease, it's your body's attacking itself. It wasn't. It was saying, Monique, we've had toxic exposure. We've had so much stress. We've had pathogens. We've had this, this, that. I need help. And it was working so hard for me. So I needed to address that. So it's it's body, mind, and then the, the third aspect is environment. 
to make sure that you're not being constantly exposed to toxins all around you. And, um, you know, everybody's, everybody's protocol and, and everyone's answer to healing is going to be different because we are so beautifully unique that our protocol is going to be unique too. But I find that it just comes down to those three body, mind, and environment that we need to address. You need to address your root cause and in doing so you can help support your body to heal. Oh my goodness. That is incredible. And I know that uh, like some people that are listening are going to relate to certain aspects of what you just talked about. But for me personally, I have been struggling and a lot of my listeners know with adrenal fatigue as well. Mm -hmm. And so when you just said like snacking is essential to stabilize blood sugar, like that totally perked up my ears because I'm like, I hardly ever snack. Right. (laughs) And so like, it's so important. So I would love for you to to share how often do you snack and what do, what do your snacks look like? Yeah. So I just, you know, it can be grazing it. What, what I do, because like I said, I know how it feels to be a busy mama. I actually have three. I did, we did get pregnant a third time without fertility assistance. My body had healed and we got pregnant, which was amazing. Um, But so I have three little ones and what we do is we pre-make little snacks and we put them in the fridge so the girls can also feel independent in supporting their bodies and just grabbing a snack. So it could be as simple as a handful of grapes or grabbing an apple or eating an orange or, you know, whatever you, you can do if you're super busy. But it's really important that you eat. Um, you don't go any longer than about two hours. So that's kind of my... That's what I, I just make sure that I eat within two hours. And that is extremely helpful. The other thing is to try and turn off stress in your life, which I know it's like, wow, that's that's not hard at all. <laughs> but, yeah, how do I – where is my stress button? I want right, to turn that yeah, off. Can I just easily put that off? No. Right. So it, it's really important that you just kind of take a step back and think, where is the source of stress in my life? Where is – what is causing that excessive hamster wheel adrenaline rush thing? What What is causing that? So I like to think it's like those old cartoons where, I don't know, it's like a big bubble that's full of water. It's filling up with water and all these holes start poking out, water spilling out, and the little cartoon characters like putting pieces of gum or tape over the holes and more start – and it's just craziness. Well, that's what I think of when I think of symptoms and ailments is that we're trying so hard to fix the symptoms that we don't realize that we can turn the water off, the water that's filling into this bubble that's causing every everything to happen. So if I always think of the nervous system as the water that's flowing in or the stress or the source of your adrenaline. So is it that you're being pulled in too many different directions? Is it that you don't have time to be yourself? Is it you know, what is it? What is that source of stress? Is it trauma from childhood? Is it trauma from somewhere in the past? Like what is telling your subconscious that you're not safe, that you're not okay, that you need to go, 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 go. Um, an amazing tool that I use all the time is what's called dropping the adrenals. And this is why taking a bath feels so good to us. It feels so nurturing. When we are in fight or flight mode, our back naturally tenses up because our body is helping your body is helping you get ready to run or fight so it tenses up those muscles well in the process it 
your adrenals are right by your kidneys, kind of under your rib cage. So in the process, as all of those muscles tighten up, it lifts your adrenals up underneath your rib cage. And that signals to your subconscious, we're not safe, we're ready to run or flight. Well, if you drop your adrenals, if you apply heat or warmth to your lower back, it will relax those muscles and it will also drop your adrenals. And that will let your subconscious know hey, we're safe. We're, we're okay. We're safe. So no matter what happened in the day, no matter what stress happened, I always drop my adrenals at night so that I can set myself up for good rest by switching over to my rest and digest, my parasympathetic nervous system. And I know that I am safe and I kind of just, it's a way to unwind. So you can do that with a heating pad. You can take a bath. Um, and that just lets your body know you're safe. And that helps me out so much. I did that actually a few times a day to support my adrenals. And then another thing is, you know, we, we're told all the, you know, to be healthy, you need to work out, you need to do this, you need to do that. We have all of these expectations that are placed on us. And it's important to step back and, and ask yourself, what's important to me? Okay, they, they think this, but what do I think? Do I think that it's important that I do this? Nah, okay, then I won't. It's important to reassess what's important to you. And if you want to work out, awesome, but maybe only work out to 50, like 50% of your capability. If I could do, you know, 20 squats with 40 pounds, I'm going to maybe do half of that. And you just keep supporting your body and doing a little bit at a time until you feel stronger. And healthier, and it's it's not so hard to just complete everyday tasks. Oh my gosh, that those are so helpful. I've never heard any of those tips. <laughs> like that makes so much sense, though. Um, and I think like that fight or flight that you talk about is something that, like, I definitely experience it now that you say that. Like, there are times where I'm just like what is happening inside my body? Like there's no reason for me to be feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Like, why do I feel that way? And right. it's just, are you saying that's like overworking? Like my adrenals are overworking and that's why they're there. Yeah, so if you have fight or flight, if you feel that feeling, and, and I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, I had anxiety, but we didn't know why. And I would feel that even though nothing triggered me. And I like to think of the subconscious like our phone. If you think of your phone, I'm 36 years old. So imagine if I had my cell phone with 36 years of never closing down an app, never closing an app in my phone. So what happens to our phones when we never close down the apps that we use? It says low storage, low memory. It starts to act weird and slow and sluggish. It might shut down randomly. Mm -hmm. um, all these different glitches happen. So when we have different traumas through our life, when we have different moments in our life where we don't feel safe, those are different apps that our subconscious is like, Ashley, I love you. I'm going to hang out here and make sure that this never happens again. So part of your your fighter your your subconscious is is still stuck in those past apps. So mm -hmm. for me with my clients is I help them identify and heal the past wounds kind of closing down those apps to revisit those traumas in a guided way and to kind of update your subconscious like hey I know this happened. Um I walk through reparenting, a reparenting exercise with them to help them 
reassure their subconscious that they're safe in that moment and identify all of the ways that they they grew and they learned that lesson and then so that their subconscious can feel safe you can you can feel safe in your body again you can move on when you do that you notice that your constant fight or flight suddenly calms way down because even though it's not happening right now your subconscious might be working on something in the past or you know maybe you experienced uh, some kind of violence in the past, and then someone just grabs your arm and you're triggered and you don't know what happened, but that grabbing your arm, your subconscious is like, oh, I remember this memory. We're going to, we're going into fight or flight. This is not okay. Or maybe it's as simple as you had a lot of siblings and you weren't really heard and you felt like your voice didn't matter. So maybe when you are talking to your spouse and they're not really listening to your views and opinions, you feel shut down and you don't feel safe. And that can set off fight or flight. Anything like that. There's so many different things. But when we become aware of our triggers, when we become aware of our different apps, it empowers us to know what's going on in our body and how to come back to regulation. So yeah. (laughs) And also if if you have a lot of pathogens in your body and you don't realize it, that can also cause that fight or flight because especially if you wake up at night, usually between 1 and 3 a.m., if you just find yourself waking up around that time over and over again, that's a huge sign that your liver is overwhelmed and that possibly your body is working to detox a lot of stuff going on in your body. So if you have a high pathogen load, you don't know it. You know, you you can't tell many times that what's going on inside your body, but inside your body's like, we've got this, we're fighting all these, these bad guys, these pathogens, like there's so much going on inside of you. So sometimes people can feel that just constant low key, something's not right feeling because there is a lot going on inside. Oh my goodness. I think you just solved my husband's problem. He wakes <laughs> up he wakes up between 1 and 3 a.m. every day. Yeah, like, so yeah, if he um just eliminates the fats in the morning, um maybe oh. brings in lemon water to help mm-hmm. detox. He can try celery juice. Not everybody loves that, but I I've found that the no fats in the morning have made a huge difference. That's so awesome. Do you so then you do smoothies? Is that what you do in the morning? Yeah, smoothies, oatmeal's fine. Okay. Um, a lot of fruit, huge fruit bowls. I I tend to really like smoothies, so that's my go-to and then by the time I'm done with that, I usually bring in the fats, the healthy fats around 11:30 or 12. But being a busy mom, it's like before I know it, it's already noon. I'm like, "Okay." Right? You're like, "I need something." Yeah. Yeah. My 2 hours. <laughs> So I know that a lot of the listeners and my husband listens because he edits my podcast, but (laughs) tell us just briefly about eggs because I know a lot of people eat eggs. They think it's super healthy in the morning. I eat eggs too. So, but I know what you're about to say, but I want the listeners to hear it too. (laughs) Yes. So eggs are the powerhouse fuel for pathogens. They actually use eggs to feed viruses in the labs when they're testing them. So eggs are not bad per se, but if you do have a pathogen issue or an inflammatory issue, eliminating the eggs while you're healing is a, in a, a it's a crucial step that you eliminate them. And that I know for myself, eliminating eggs and eliminating dairy 
were huge for me. I mean, I eliminated the gluten naturally because I reacted, but the dairy and the eggs were really, really inflaming to my body and it was feeding the pathogen. So even though I was doing some of the other stuff, the the clean eating, as long as I kept the eggs and the dairy in, I just couldn't really get there. And then as soon as I eliminated those, it was just an absolute game changer. So, you know, with any kind of protocol, you want to make sure that it's not so super controlled that it becomes stressful because then we bring in the fight or flight. Oh no, I'm eating that bad food. It's not okay. I'm in danger. I'm not safe. So I always tell my clients to think of a bucket. And if you have, you know, if you want to go out to eat that weekend and you want to have an omelet, that's one drop in the bucket. If you go home and eat clean, you don't do the fats in the mornings, you eliminate the eggs that week. Awesome. You emptied your bucket. So it's important to always have a balance to know that if you should eliminate eggs now to heal, it doesn't mean that that's forever. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing that because I know that's something I need to hear over and over again, (laughs) even though I have heard it before. Right. So now before we wrap up, because I literally feel like we could talk all day, (laughs) this is so fascinating and interesting to me, but what advice would you give our listeners right now who are struggling with autoimmune issues? Like what kind of um, permission or motivation (laughs) can you give them? Yeah. So... I want to say three things. Um, Number one, know that your body is not attacking itself. It's not attacking itself. I know that we've heard this so much, but your body loves you and it works hard for you. Every single cell, you have trillions of cells in your body as we're sitting here, as we're standing here, as we're listening, and they're all working for you. They all exist for you. Your body just needs your support. Um, Number two, you can heal. You can heal. It's just a matter of identifying your unique root cause and meeting your body where it's at, supporting it, and giving yourself grace through the journey, which is huge to give yourself grace and to give your body patience, the patience that it needs to work out this crazy knot that has been created. And then last, I want to say to make sure to listen to your intuition. I buried my intuition way down deep throughout my journey. So many times the answers were right there. And so many times my intuition was saying, Monique, I need this. I need help. This is not right. This is not okay. And I know that as we grow up, we are, we are told so often what to do, how to behave, you know, sit down in class, um, raise your hand if you want to speak. You need a, a pass to go to the bathroom. You need to do this. You need to do that. How we how we should behave. How we should heal. What we should take. What should we should do. How we should parent. How we should run our business. You know, there's so many. How this is how you need to do it. But the the biggest, the most magical power that we hold within ourselves is our intuition. So I would advise to turn down the volume on the outside opinions. And the limitations that are set on us by others, the expectations, turn that way down and turn up your intuition. Listen to your voice inside, that that gut feeling, that the voice, because nobody knows you better than you know yourself. And nobody knows your babies better than you know them. So if something doesn't feel right, listen. I always 
turn to everyone else for advice, specialists, um, you know, people in my family, my friends. I always turn to everybody. I'm going to do this. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And when I started turning inward instead, I realized that my own intuition was by far the best guidance that I've ever had. So I always tell my clients to listen, listen to what your body's telling you, support it in what it needs, heal by applying what you need for your specific root root cause, and then repeat. Listen, support, heal, and repeat. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, Monique. Like that (laughs) just gave me goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for this conversation and for sharing your story. I just, I feel super inspired. Like, thank you. you. I am just so grateful to have had you on the show. Um, Please, please share with everyone, where can they connect with you? Um, Your Instagram is such a wealth of knowledge and your website. How can they work with you? Tell us all the things. Thank you. Um, so my Instagram is Monique Hessler Wellness, and then my website is MoniqueHesslerWellness.com. So they can um, check out my website if they want to schedule a consultation um, through Zoom, a virtual consultation, and then they can check me out on Instagram for tips and, and just little pockets of information. I try to share as much as I can through um, Instagram and social media. I know I've learned so much from you over there. So definitely check her out. I'll be sure to put all the links in the show notes as well so people can have easy access. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you again so much, Monique. This was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, you guys. That conversation with Monique was incredible. It actually inspired me to hire her and to get to the root cause of what is happening within my own body, because I too am struggling with adrenal fatigue, as she mentioned. And I'm super excited to chat with her and get her knowledge and um, protocol for what I can do to help boost my immunity and boost my healing as well. So I'm going to put all the links in the show notes below so that you guys can go check her out and schedule a consultation with her and give her um, some background on what's going on with you. And I know that she is going to be an amazing wealth of knowledge to you guys. She also shares incredible information over on her Instagram page, and you can follow her over at Monique Hessler Wellness. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram, and tag both Monique and I at The Purpose Gathering and help spread the word about natural healing and not always relying on doctors to have the last word when they give you a diagnosis that just doesn't sit well with you. I hope that you have gained knowledge after listening to our conversation that maybe you are inspired to take action as well. And as always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. For more resources and to become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, 
head to thepurposegathering.com resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave me a review on iTunes. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find the show. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.